0: Support for this podcast and the following message come from WISE, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With WISE, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how WISE could work for you at WISE.com. Today on The State of the World from NPR, U.S. Diplomacy in Israel and an American Family Trapped in Gaza. I'm Greg Dixon. Israel continues to strike the Gaza Strip in response to the Hamas attacks last weekend. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken traveled to Israel on Thursday to show U.S. support as that country is still reeling and mourning more than 1,300 lives lost. And he's there at a time of war, as more than 1,400 Palestinians have been killed by Israeli strikes on Gaza, according to officials there. We'll hear from Gaza in a moment, First, NPR's Michelle Kellerman traveled to Israel with Secretary Blinken and spoke to Elsa Chang about the trip.
1: So tell us a little more about this visit. What kind of meetings, what kind of events has Blinken been involved in since arriving this morning? Well, he went straight into meetings at the defense ministry for most of the day here in Tel Aviv. And during talks with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, he was shown some of the videos and pictures that he says were just overwhelming, some of the many victims of the Hamas attack He also visited a donation center and had a really emotional encounter with a 24-year-old U.S.-Israeli dual citizen. Her name is Lior Geldbaum. She survived that dance party that was attacked on the morning of October
2: 7th. I never imagined something like this would happen ever in a dance and a music festival. We managed to escape, but there were a lot of friends that didn't.
1: And as she spoke, she described how she and her boyfriend survived. She called it a miracle. Hundreds of others around her were singing the national anthem at the time while she was talking to Secretary Blinken. And she said she lost a lot of friends, and some are now held captive in Gaza. She said that should be the priority, to help with those held captive. Blinken later at a news conference said that he brought one of the top officials from the hostage affairs office to Tel Aviv, and that he's going to stay behind in Israel to work with families of Americans who are believed to be held by Hamas. And tell us more. What are some of the diplomatic goals that Blinken has for this visit in Israel? Well, he wanted to hear directly on what the needs are in Israel to make sure that the Israeli government has what it needs as it fights Hamas. Mm -hmm. Um, He's also trying to open up some humanitarian aid routes into Gaza and remind Israelis that there is international law and humanitarian law and that the democracies like the U.S. and Israel have to act in a way that protects civilians, unlike Hamas, he says, which doesn't care about civilians. There's another problem that There are Americans, Palestinian Americans, who are trapped in Gaza. And he's looking for some corridors to open up, probably into Egypt. But there's a lot of tricky diplomacy with both Egypt and Israel on that. And I understand that Tel Aviv is not Blinken's only stop, right? What's on the rest of his itinerary? and, And what do you think that says about what he's trying to do on this trip? Well, he's really trying to get countries in the region, one, to break ties with Hamas, but then also to put pressure on Hamas to get those hostages out. He's going to Jordan. He'll be meeting with the Palestinian Authority president there. He's also going to Saudi Arabia, UAE, Egypt, and Qatar. Again, pressing all these countries to put pressure on Hamas, but also to prevent this conflict from spreading any further. That is NPR's Michelle Kellerman
0: in Tel Aviv. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Israel has declared a blockade of Gaza, meaning nothing—food, fuel, water—can go in. And no one can come out. More than two million people in Gaza are unable to flee Israeli airstrikes. And as Michelle said, four to six hundred of those people are Americans, and they're in the same situation as everyone else. NPR's Layla Fadl spoke with a member of one American family in Gaza. Wafa Abu Zayda lives in Massachusetts. She traveled to Gaza with her American husband and her one-year-old to visit family for two weeks. And as she told Layla, they're now trapped.
3: Is there any way for you to get out? Have you been able to get in touch with the U.S. Embassy?
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. We called them immediately after we heard there's a war. Like the first couple of hours, like said, Saturday, we called them like immediately in the morning after we heard everything. They said, we don't have any updates, blah, blah, blah. And the second day we called, the third day we called, and then we decided, okay, the embassy in Jerusalem, they are not helping at all. Let's change the embassy. So we called the embassy in carrier. They're not helping at all. They're not doing anything. We tell them we're not out of milk, diapers, we're not safe, we're citizens, they're not doing anything. And in the meantime, they keep posting, they keep posting stuff about like the US citizen in Israel. Every five minutes they keep reminding the people in the u and the Israel to get out of Israel.
3: Are you in a place that is under bombardment?
2: Oh yeah, for sure any like any place in Gaza it's not safe. you know yesterday it was like a horrible night. We couldn't sleep at all
3: and where are you right now? Were you able to stay in your house? Are you in a shelter? no we no shelters in Gaza the shelters
2: for the people who work in the UN. Like, I'm staying with my family house with my dad and, and mom.
3: And what's the situation? You said you're running out of diapers and running out of food. You have no internet. Do you have power?
2: Uh, power, when we have electricity, which is electricity, we got it from other sources uh, for one to two hours. The first thing they do, I charge my phone because I don't want to lose, uh, lose connections with other people.
3: Oh, my gosh. How's your baby?
2: You know what's the hardest feeling? The hardest feeling ever is to hide your fear and show the opposite just to keep my son uh, positive and full of energy because he doesn't understand anything. He thinks this is a fireworks. Um, Hmm. And every time I tell him while I'm crying, okay, mommy, clap, clap, this is a fireworks. It's nothing. But sometimes he will when he will jump like he will like be like scared and freaking out if I'm not next to him. I don't know. I don't know what to say.
3: I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, What's his name? His name is Yusuf. You said you're running out of diapers?
2: Yes, uh, we're running out of diapers. We can't go out. And even all the markets, they, they're running because they closed all the borders where they're going to get the diapers and the milk and the food.
3: So you're running out of milk, too, for him and formula. Yeah. Yeah. Are there other, do you know of other Americans in Gaza right now?
2: Yeah. My uh, sister-in-law and three kids, she got boomed yesterday, while, uh, uh, two, two days ago, while she's crossing to Rafah border.
3: And that was when the airstrikes yeah, hit the border she was, crossing? Yeah,
2: when she when she when it was pumped. She was there. She was inside. She was inside. They tried to cross it by itself, but she couldn't. They closed it, and they uh, turned them back.
3: You have millions of people listening to you. Say what you want the world to hear, what you want the U.S. government to hear.
2: Please, please save us. Please, I have a one and I have here. I got him after six times of IVF. Please save us. Please, I have nothing to say. I have nothing. Please save us. We have been trying to call by ABC since Saturday. Nobody's helping. Nobody's getting back to us. Please save us.
0: NPR's Leila Fadl spoke to Wufa Abu Zayda. She and her family are among hundreds of Americans and millions of Gazans currently stuck in Gaza. That's the State of the World from NPR News. We'll see you again soon.
1: Listen to Embedded for moments that stay with you.
0: I could smell the smoke. I could smell the dust.
1: Voices that resonate. (laughs) Stories that change the way you think about your life. How, How did we get here? The Embedded Podcast is NPR's home for original documentary series. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. This advertisement comes from our paid sponsor, Fundrise. High interest rates mean that real estate assets are available at a discount compared to previous valuations. The Fundrise flagship fund plans to expand its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. Add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio at fundrise.com NPR. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the fund before investing. Read the prospectus at fundrise.com slash flagship.